You are listening to The Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580, where we bring you the latest in entertainment news, trending topics and interviews. Oh, yes. Happy birthday, Michael Jackson. That's a nice one, Andy. I like the way he played that one, that specific one. You know, that's a jam right there. This would have been his 65th birthday. Wow, 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 wow. You can let it ride. You can turn it up a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> this is a celebration of the one and only, some still call the GOAT, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Wow. Well, anyway, you are inside the Raw Report, and I hope that you are having a wonderful, wonderful Tuesday. I'm with you Monday through Friday, 6 to 7 p.m. on your drive home, or you might already be at home relaxing with your feet up, and if you are, I hope that we are bringing you some energy today. And if you're still stuck in traffic, listen, I hear you, okay? The traffic is not its not really anything to play with right now. <laughs> but I hope you are uh, tuning in and you're having yourself a, a, you know, an energetic time with us here at The Raw Report. You know it's always going to be a fire show. You already know this. And if you do want to call and, you know, weigh in on a topic, call and say hello, that all of that is fine. You can do it. You can call 1-800-920-1580. You can also join us over here on our YouTube chat. I see you guys already. Hello. Hello. I see you, Penny Thompson and B. Rose. I see you, girl, Forrest Harrison. Hello to you, Deborah Chicoa. I see all of you guys. Um, thank you so much for joining in. And uh, feel free to continue to come into the community uh, over on YouTube and say hello, hello, hello. Also, follow us on all of our social media platforms. You should be doing that anyway. KBLA 1580. You should follow me at Robin Ayers on all my social media platforms as well. Um, wow. Guess who's back? Jay-Z. Jay-Z is back on Instagram. Y'all, he's on Instagram. Okay, some of you may not care. For others, it's a big deal. He has now gotten to... Uh, Andy, what is that number? 70 about plus 77,000. About 77,000. Just a couple of hours ago, he was at 55,000. Nice, Jay-Z. Uh, <laughs> he's only following one person. <laughs> you could already guess. He is following his wife, Beyonce. And he's he was on there to promote a, a movie that he executive produced. And I'm actually, you probably, you know, it's going to be on the Raw Report, right? Uh, the the movie is called The Book of Clarence, and is starring Lakeith Stanfield. Um, you might know him from Atlanta, uh, ATL, that show, Atlanta. Um, tons of movies and different things. Lakeith Stanfield is he's completely on the rise, and he's doing some amazing things. But yes, Jay Z executive produced this movie, so he went on there and just dropped one post, and he probably will promote that, and he ducks out. It's at eighty one k now. Okay, eighty one. See, and this is just in a, a few minutes. I mean, moments. Like five minutes. Or so. Literally five minutes ago. I mean, so he is growing by the second. So welcome back, Jay Z. Welcome back. Um, <laughs> you know, I heard about speaking of Beyonce. I heard. This is a topic right now, and I'm, I'm curious. I don't know if this is factual. I tried to look up, but I, I can't find anything. So if you all know, let me know if I'm wrong. <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong. Well, actually, correct uh, Charlemagne the God. He was in a conversation recently where they talked about Beyonce not being able to eat at restaurants. They said Beyonce can't eat at restaurants because of the Michael Jackson law. Happy birthday again, Michael Jackson. 
The Michael Jackson law, I've never heard of it. Basically, if she goes to a restaurant to eat, that she would incite a riot. I don't know how true this is. <laughs> According to Charlemagne the God, he says this has happened. She was she was being placed under this law about 10 years ago. I don't know what Charlemagne is talking about. If you have any idea what he's talking about and you have a link, you have some facts, you got some receipts to back this up, please send it to me. DM me. Go to at Robin Ayers. DM me this information because I need to know. I've seen Beyonce and Jay-Z, you know, maybe not necessarily in California. No, probably in California. You've seen pictures of them on the internet and they've gone to eat and uh, they're enjoying themselves. I don't know why this this rule is. I don't know, Andy. I just feel like all they got to do is just you know make a reservation, call, and just be like, yeah, you know, reserve the space. We're coming through. Yeah. Well, I think what he's talking about, what Charlemagne is saying, that if they just go, even if they have reservations, that a crowd of people will all try to get at Beyonce, get at Jay Z, and that that alone would incite a riot. Who knows how true this is? If you know, if you are listening right now on The Rob Reporting, you have the facts and you have the receipts or you have a link. Please send it to me. Fahima, you are pretty good at sending me uh, links. Go ahead and send me a link, Fahima, if you are listening. Fine. So she is great at research, by the way. Find me something that tells me if Beyonce is under this law. Uh, Marcus Atkins says, I can believe it. Beyonce and Janet would be in that category. Madonna, too. I see how it could apply. I'm just not sure. I don't know. Again, I need facts. I need facts. Well, anyway, uh, hopefully they are eating somewhere at a nice restaurant right now. They are coming to uh, Inglewood very, very soon. Very, very soon. Actually, this month or uh, this week. It'll be this week. I know she's performing for her birthday, which is September 4th. She will be here in Inglewood. So that's happening and that's going down. And uh, so we don't know. Maybe they'll eat at some restaurants while they're while they're here in Inglewood. We we shall see. Uh, let's see. That's all we have for you. And oh, actually, no. Uh, I did want to mention that Ike Turner Jr., 64 years old, Ike Turner Jr., was released from jail. Good for him. But this is uh, he was he was arrested at a uh, during a traffic stop for trying to hide drugs. He was trying to eat the drugs, but he's been released from jail. I hope the best for this man. It's really, it saddens me to see that, you know, he carries his father's last name. He carries this uh, sort of a, hmm, I don't know. Some would say that it's a curse, you know, when certain things follow you. Uh, some would say that. But hopefully he can get some help while he is out right now. 64 years old. There is still time to turn your life around, Mr. Ike Turner Jr. So that's all we have for you in updates. Andy, let's go ahead and get to the Rob Report. Now it's time for a breakdown. Well, you all know we are celebrating 50 years of equal prize money. That deserves a hand clap, Andy. Yeah. So 50 years of equal pay, equal prize money for the U.S. Open and other tournaments. And this is largely in part uh, due to the hard work and the uh, the fortitude of none other than Billie Jean King. Uh, we have her to thank for that. They're celebrating this year, but in this in that same in the same year, we've seen Coco Golf. You know her. She is a rising star. This young black, melanated, beautiful woman, a nineteen-year-old Coco Golf. She just confronted the the umpire, the chair umpire, and 
it is very, very reminiscent of what Serena Williams did in 2018. I'm sure you all saw that, but if you did not, leave it up to me and we will play that clip for you in just a little while. I want to talk about that. I want to also revisit some of her statements, which she said in her press conference. I thought was so powerful. And to be 19 years old, she has a lot to say. So we will break that down on the other side. We're also going to talk about Billy Porter whom I really like, by the way. If you follow me enough, you'll know that I like Billy Porter. I truly enjoy uh, watching his journey. I've listened, to, I've watched his, or I read his book, slash listened to his book, <laughs> an, an audio book. But he had some not-so-nice things to say to Miss Anna Wintour, <laughs> editor-in-chief of Vogue. And you also know that she is, uh, we have the Met Gala because of Anna Wintour. And apparently he has been banned for, uh, from the Met Gala, we'll talk about why, what he said, and what did he say it for? What, what is he, what is he beefing with Anna Wintour for? We'll break it all down for you, of course, on the other side. Uh, thank you, guys. I see all of you. I see all of you, and I will uh, read these comments in just a little bit. But we have more to come inside the Raw Report on KBLA Talk fifteen eighty. So don't you move. I did want to make mention very quickly. I do see you, Mimi. Uh, Mimi made a comment that we do need to keep our prayers going for Florida. They're experiencing or about to truly experience a storm. Uh, so definitely play, prayers up to you guys, that whole south area, um, which we'll be making our way to in just some time. In just a little while, we'll be headed down to Alabama. Uh, but right now, definitely Florida is in our prayers. Um, I want to go ahead and get started with this conversation. Because, again, to me, it's more of a celebratory thing. I'm even looking at Coco Golf as celebratory. The fact that we are now we are in the 50th year of equal pay and, and equal prize money. This is such a an amazing feat. And here is Coco Golf on the 50th year confronting an umpire. So let me set the stage for you a little bit. She is uh, she is in her her tournament with Laura Sigmund. Please uh, forgive me if I'm not saying her name correctly. Laura Sigmund, uh, she seemingly now what it looks like is uh, is Coco is having a, a a problem with the fact that every time she is serving, Laura is not ready for the ball, and there this this happens right before uh, Coco confronts the umpire. She serves the ball, and Laura throws up her hands like I wasn't ready. And I I guess that is the thing that set Coco off. And she goes and she talks to the chair umpire, and this is what she had to say. She's never ready when I'm serving. She went over the clock like four times. You gave her time violation once. How is this fair? No, you're calling the score after the point is over. It's not like we're playing one point. You're calling the score like six seconds after the point is over. Yeah, yeah. She's 100% right. You missed her like four times. She's never ready. It's not like we're having 30 ball rallies. It's two balls. She's going to I'm not going. I'm going a normal speed. As any ref here, I go a medium pace speed. She's. But she can't. Okay. Well, well said. 
and drop the mic right there. She says, when I don't care what she does when she serves, but when I serve, she has to be ready. And what the chair umpire tried to tell her was that she was playing speedily. She was serving speedily. And Coco said, no, I play a medium paced game. I don't, I don't, she's not fast when she serves. She plays a medium, um, a medium paced game. And if you follow her, you may know what her pace is, but According to the the commentators, the narrators, she she was right. And according to the entire audience, they were applauding her because they also agreed with what she was saying. Now, here's the deal. I, too, I mean, I looked at Coco Golf and I had many thoughts on this. But number one, I, I wasn't able to watch the game uh, as they played. I had to watch uh, playbacks. I had to watch highlights and clips and then de- did my best to try to really follow what was going on. But what I thought immediately was, wow, this 19-year-old young woman had the nerve uh, and to to uh, confront this umpire and really hold her ground and really stand up for herself. And I love that she did it. She was asked about it, of course. You know, usually things like this is going to happen for an athlete when they have their press conference afterwards. And she has some time to think about it. And this is what she says when she's asked about what she told uh, the umpire. Honestly, if I could do it all over again, I would have said something earlier, maybe on a changeover, not so much like when I was serving. Um, You know, I would have still done that, but maybe I could have done in the second set, maybe say, hey, to the ref, like, can you watch the time in a more, like, you know, calm way? And then at least it puts it in her head that, you know, I'm aware of it and she should be aware of it as well. So I do think I wish I would have did that earlier. Um, but other than that, I'm not – I don't regret, you know, talking to the ref the way I did. I actually watched the video back when I was taking an ice bath because I wanted to make sure before I came in here – because sometimes, you know, you have these emotions, you forget what you said. Um, and I would still say everything that I said in that moment again. I know that's right. Come on, Coco. She said I was saying all over again. She did not regret what she had to say because what she said was right. She also called out the umpire when Laura had a seat during their break. She had a seat and she was drinking her juice. And that's against the rules. Okay. According to Coco, that was against the rules. And she pointed out to the umpire. She was like, she's sitting down and she can't do that. So the the fact that she has the nerve again I'm trying to think back to when I was 19 years old that was just like two two years ago for me so uh I (laughs) okay if you know you know all right (laughs) she I, I just love the uh the confidence that she has in a game that she's very confident in to speak to the umpire in a way that I felt was respectful but standing her ground and to me and so many other people, it was very, very reminiscent of in 2018 when Serena Williams, I don't know if you watched that game, but when when Serena Williams was in her tournament and her coach was also in the audience and he gave her a thumbs up. He gave her a thumbs up and the chair umpire accused her of receiving coaching codes and, and uh, what do you call it, signals and things like that from her coach. And he actually wound up taking a point away. And so, Andy, do we have this clip of Serena Williams? If you did not see this clip, I mean, the entire world stood up for Serena Williams after she said this. Serena's confused by the score being called out. I didn't get coaching. I didn't get coaching. I didn't get coaching. You need to take, you need to make an announcement that I didn't get coaching. 
I don't cheat. I didn't get coaching. How can you say that? You need to, you need to, you owe me an apology. You owe me an apology. I have never cheated in my life. Mm. I have a daughter and I stand with right for her and I've never cheated. And you owe me an apology. I think she's more upset about the insinuation that she was cheating than anything else. For you to attack my character, there's something that's wrong. It's wrong. You attacking my character. Yes, you are. You owe me an apology. You will never, ever, ever be on another point of mine as long as you live. You are the liar. Mm. When are you going to give me my apology? You owe me an apology. Say it. Say you're sorry. Well, then you're. Then don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. <laughs> Come on, Serena. Yeah. She said you stole Serena a point from me. She's saying that you stole the point from her because you accused her of cheating, which essentially she's he's saying that. Uh, because she received coaching from the stands from her coach that she uh, was cheating. And I have never, I got chills listening to that all over again because I have never seen someone, you hear it, you hear the passion in her voice. Andy, did you see that when it happened in 2018? You did as well? It, I, to this day, I still get, I get chills just listening to that and how powerful it is to hear. I don't know if it, I don't know what that is, but it's, I think it's a combination of things for me. It's it's Serena Williams, number one. It's a black woman standing up for herself in a in a sport that's predominantly white or other. Uh, it, it's I don't know. She's she, obviously if you did not watch that uh, that tournament, she was playing Naomi Osaka. She wound up losing that game, but uh, she had a whole entire. Uh, rant about this and I was not mad at her for continuing to stay on this umpire did you see that Andy I did I did 100% and you know <laughs> not to discredit them or anything like that but when it comes to sports you can't help but be passionate you know what yeah. I'm saying and and you see this happen all the time like for, in basketball for example a foul happens there's going to be a player that's going to go ahead and, and, and protest that call or whatnot but yeah it is rare that you see uh, the emotion uh, coming from a, a woman mm -hmm. at that, a black woman at that. So I, I understand the the how how strong, you know, what I'm saying the, the the representation of what that is to to stand up for yourself in in the midst of you know a situation where you feel like you're being you know it's it's unfair. Mm -hmm. So. It was yeah. a proud moment for sure. It was a proud moment. Uh, another proud moment. Yeah, Forrest Harrison says, I'm from Compton, fool. That's funny. Because Serena Williams is definitely representing Compton. I don't know if you remember, there was a scene where uh, there was a video where she was on a on a, on a a field and she started doing the sea walk. And it was just, <laughs> it was funny. But people, I think she represents so much uh, where she's from. And she, re she represents um women of course black women and, and athletes so well that you can't help but feel you feel compelled to root for her especially when she's so passionate the way that she is and Andy I agree with you that you know just being an athlete you are uh you are more likely to be very passionate than not however it's rare to see somebody use their passion against or towards someone like an umpire uh or a ref or something like that yeah. But see now as we're as we're talking it got me thinking about Angel Reese. Yeah. And like so so now it's an issue with a black woman uh expressing emotion mm -hmm. regardless of how it looks 
or who or who the the emotion is um you know targeting so to speak yeah like so you mean to tell me that a, a woman can't be emotional at all mm-hmm. well you know I mean? a lot of people would say that a lot of people would try to put a woman sort of in her place this has been a conversation you guys and it's funny Serena actually says, if we continue to play that uh, that clip, she talks about the fact she's talking to two reps and she says, I've seen men. By the way, she says, I've seen men do worse and be penalized worse than what she did. And she was uh, she was deducted a point but she's right i did my own research you know how i like to do on the raw report uh (laughs) and she's right now i'm not going to say that this is a racism thing but she could be right in the fact that this could be a a sexism thing for sure there uh was alex i can't pronounce i'm so sorry i can't pronounce the name but alexander zverev i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry alexander he was allowed to continue uh, his men's tournament after he took four swings at the umpire's chair. He hit the man's chair four times, nearly hitting him. Okay, but he was continued. He was not fined. Um, he was con- he was able to continue serving. Uh, Jared Donaldson. He also confronted the umpire. In a very angry way, he refused to shake hands. Uh, this was in the Monte Carlo uh, um, Masters. He. Uh, Dennis, I can't, I'm sorry. I can't, I, the, the names, guys, the names, don't blame me. But there was another, he was a rising star, Dennis, who um, he yelled, shut the F up to the to the crowd. And this is after cursing out the umpire. This happens a lot with men. And like to Serena's point, this this happens a lot with white men. And she's seen worse. And uh, from what I've done, my research, I've also seen worse. And um, I, I just, all I'm going to say here is that I'm very proud to see these women stand up for themselves. It, to me, it's about being a woman. It is a, a bonus that they are black women, but it is definitely about women. So congratulations to women in tennis for your equal 50 years of equal pay, prize money. And I salute you, Coco Golf, for standing up for yourself and confronting the umpire when it needs to be done. So shout out to them. Uh, when we come forward... We're going to talk about this Billy Porter thing. We got to talk about this Billy Porter situation. So we're going to do that. But right now we got news, traffic, and sports. You are listening to The Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580. What's going on? What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Denzel Whitaker, and I'm on The Raw Report. (laughs) Happy birthday, Michael Jackson, the greatest to ever do it. Happy birthday, happy birthday. 65th birthday he would have been today. Wow. Well, I hope you are jamming wherever you are. You are inside the Raw Report. And if you are just joining me here, we just broke down Coco Golf, Venus Williams, or no, it was Serena Williams. Okay, Robin, calm down. <laughs> we we're talking about we are inside the 50 year anniversary of equal pay for women getting that that prize money, that equal prize money. How awesome of a time is this? Well, we uh we are joined right now on the phone by the Whitley J. Yates, uh, contributor of the day. How are you today, Whitley? I'm so excited to be joining. Let's go. Let's, Let's go. Billy. Are you are you dancing too? Are you dancing to Michael right now, Whitley? <laughs> Absolutely. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. I don't know who wanna be starting something, but I don't want no smoke. All right. Anyway, <laughs> I can tell you who wanna be starting something is Billy Porter. Man, Billy Porter is really something else right now. But I here's the deal. I hear where he's coming from. Listen, Billy <laughs> Billy Porter 
has called himself going off on Anna Wintour. Now, Anna Wintour, whom the world knows, uh, she is very famous for her her short bob and her dark shades. And um, we know her. She's synonymous with Vogue and uh, as well as the Met Gala. And she, apparently she has banned Billy Porter from coming to the Met Gala. Now, these are reports. And so she's she's banned him reportedly from the Met Gala for calling her the B word. But let's let's talk about where this stems from. Re, a recent cover of Vogue, Harry Styles, he's a British singer, but he's very, very famous. A lot of people know him. He's a white man. And he was on the cover, and he's the first male solo uh, person who was on the cover, and he is in a in, in a gender fluid outfit. Now, he was he's sort of coming out on the on the uh, cover of Vogue as being you know the first or whatever. And Billy Porter obviously had a, a problem with that. He had recently prior to that had a recent interview with Anna Wintour and he's saying that he's not getting the credit that he's due. He's basically calling her out because he is the first to to rock that gender fluid fashion. And so the question to you, Whitley, first of all, you know, you break it down for me how you feel about it. And uh, does he have a point here? Does he have a, a reason to be upset? Is that valid? I do not agree that he has a reason to be upset. Ooh, okay. Uh, really all right, let's hear it. I wanted to cap for Billy. <laughs> I wanted to cap for Billy. Okay. But, sir, you do not own the rights to men wearing skirts. Like, it's a trend. It's something that many men are doing these days. Mm -hmm. They're painting their nails. They're wearing skirts. You know, the Irish were out here wearing kilts. Like, I just don't understand his ownership mm. of a trend. I don't understand it. Mm. I don't know if we were ready. I don't know if, if, if people were ready. Now, um... You, it's it's not that you are wrong. I agree with you, actually. I think that someone had to check me about that. Sometimes uh, in the past, I've been nervous to sort of venture into another field that I have friends in this field and they're dominating that field. And I had an, a friend of mine say, this is when I was uh, doing some comedy back in the day. Friend of mine who's a, a comedian, she was like, none of us own the genre of, of, of comedy and of stand-up comedy, you can do whatever you want. You can come into a different field and, um, you know, you shouldn't feel that you shouldn't feel nervous about going into it because no one owns it. So I hear that point. But do you do you hear his point of saying he's the one who sort of put it on the map? Now, there were people who've done it before. Let's talk about Jaden Smith. There's some people like you mentioned. I actually did a, a, a red carpet. Uh, goodness, I can't remember the movie right now, nor can I remember the actor, but. He appeared on the carpet in a kilt as well. I mean, this is this is not necessarily new. I my my belief is that Billy Porter feels that he was the one uh, who put it on the map and maybe should have been the one on the cover or at least given due credit. So you are disagreeing with this still. Yes. And this is this is why. Listen, Billy Porter's been wearing dresses and skirts for quite some time. So has Young Thug and other and other and other people. Mm -hmm. My issue that I'm taking with Billy is that he's upset he didn't get the cover. Because if you think back to 2019 when he wore that, like, black velveteen gown to the Oscars, I believe, mm -hmm. he got a whole write-up in Vogue. He did. About why he chose to wear the dress, et cetera. Et cetera. He's been in Vogue, right? Mm -hmm. What did Drake say? 
you can't tell me you model if you ain't been in Vogue. He's been <laughs> in Vogue. It's just he hasn't had the cover. And that's what he wants. That's the problem. That's the issue. That's where it all lies. It's not that Vogue hasn't covered his fashion. It's not that he hasn't been in Harper's Bazaar and all these other different Hollywood reporters. I remember they did Essence. He's done Allure. It's not that he hasn't been there. It's that he wants to cover. If you're going to put a man in a dress on the cover, it needs to be me. And I just don't necessarily agree with that. I think that it's a trend. And maybe he can say he started the trend. Okay. However... People are able to capitalize off a trend and get noticed for it. Really? Okay. Well, (laughs) we're standing not completely on opposite sides of this issue. I think that I understand it a little bit more. I, I tend to be more sensitive when people are making I let, let's say I'm, I'm I tend to be a little bit more open not than you not I'm not comparing myself to you at all but I'm just talking about myself here I tend to be more open and I look with the lens of when people are saying hey if this weren't for because uh, Vogue we know that this is a, a Anta Wintour herself is a white woman so this is a predominantly white dominated uh, field number one and then of course we're talking about Vogue where it's predominantly white now that's not to say black men and women have not been on the cover and that they are not spread throughout the the, ma- the magazines that's not to say that but he made a good point that I believe I believe in, in what Billy Porter is saying could be true that he says because Harry Styles he's using our community he's talking about the gay community here now, he's, he's using our community, and he is a white male, and that is the reason he ended up on this cover. Do you think he has any validity when it comes to that, that maybe even with – now, I understand as a as a, an editor-in-chief and when you have to make all these kinds of decisions as a business, I do understand how you can make business moves, even sometimes at the expense of hurting other people's feelings. I get that for sure. Sometimes – Anna Wintour wouldn't be Anna Anna Wintour if she didn't have to make these hard choices and hard decisions oftentimes. Do you think that there is any validity in what he's saying in terms of it being uh, a white male that got Harry Styles this cover? No, the Leviticus Clause, they love everybody. (laughs) They're inclusive to, hold up, fluid. They tell us, right, they tell us that it's not about what you wear, but how you feel on the inside that the external clothes and the things like that don't make up the ideology of who you are as a person so to say well he's a white male don't they accept that in the libidogenicals they do accept that in the lgbtqia plus community no 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 he's gatekeeping he's (laughs) gatekeeping and and i was you know what part of me was gonna say you know culture vultures but then that would have to then i would have to accept that black men wearing gowns, dresses, and skirts is a part of black culture. Mm. So I, I do, I, and I, I, that's a reach. Mm. It's a reach, and it's far from me. <laughs> so I'm happy that he didn't try and say that it was, you know, culture vulture as far as the black community. So I'm happy he didn't say that. But to say, oh, well, he's a white male. I mean, there's a lot of little bit of Jitiquas that are white males. Mm. I think he's reaching. I think it's a reach. Explain it. Can you go a little deeper for me, Robin? Can you go a little deeper? (laughs) Can you you break it down a little more? Well, this is what I... Can dissect the skirt? I I (laughs) would... Break it down. Listen, by all means, 
I hear your point. I do. I, I'm i not sure that he's... I, I just don't know where That's I... That's like say Elton John. That's like say Elton John can't wear a... Like, come on. Elton John is a white male. Sure. A part of the little bit of Jennifer. I tribe. believe what Billy Porter is saying is that... Uh, I'm, I'm not trying to put words in the man's mouth. But this is... I'm just trying to look from that lens, okay? I'm just saying, it seems as though when you say Harry Styles can end up on the cover when I just sat down with you for an interview. We just had a conversation here talking about this gender fluid fashion and you can't put me, but here's the, again, going back to the business decisions, Harry Styles is a world, I won't call him a phenom, but he is definitely a a worldwide mm, icon for lack of a better word. He is very much that guy. Andy doing some numbers. You doing some. Oh, no, you're not doing no numbers for me. Okay. (laughs) He don't care. Now, Harry Styles is that guy. Billy Porter does not necessarily have that kind of reach. So, again, business wise, I can see why that would make it uh, that would make her decision more than anything else. I just don't. Number one. uh, Outside of that, I don't believe that Billy Porter should let his feelings get in the way of something that could um, harm him in the future career-wise. Now, calling her out of her name, number one, I'm automatically going to I'm gonna push back on that. That is unnecessary. That's sassy. Compl- it's, it's too sassy. sassy. <laughs> it's too sassy. It's a little sassy. He, he getting a little it's too a little spicy. Sassy. He didn't get his way. Yeah, I don't like and that. I think, is mm-hmm. Billy Porter hot right now? Mm. Yeah, right. That's, That's what I'm I saying. Mean, He's not. I Harry Styles just dropped a song last month. Mm-hmm. Are you hot right now? Mm-hmm. Have you created a level of public persona where people want to see you on the cover of Vogue. I'm not sure if he's, I'm not sure if he's where he thinks that he is. It's giving temper tantrum. It's <laughs> okay. giving lashing out. It, it, it is. Hey, listen, is I'm that. not a big Harry Styles fan. Every, mm-hmm. A lot of people love Harry Styles. Who is that man? I'm, uh, I don't really know him, you know, from a can of paint, but I know that he released the song because he's all over the media. I know he had a, a love affair with holding hands with some lady because it's all in the tablet. I haven't heard much about uh, Billy lately. Mm. Well, Billy, what I have heard about Billy, uh, and we did not cover it here on this show, uh, just because it's, it's just, you know, I don't know. It's it's to me it's, it's back pocket information, but the fact that he says he's he's probably going to lose his home because of the strike. Uh again, because people Ooh. aren't working here. Yeah, oh, that Key Valley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um there's a lot going on there. However, um I did want to make make mention of this point Marcus Atkins says. That's like KRS-One getting upset when Lauren Hill was the face of hip hop on the cover of Rolling Stone years ago. He didn't feel she earned the right to be on the cover. That's a great point. Forrest Harrison says um, <laughs> I want to be the first black man. Okay, on the cover of Vogue wearing tidy whitey. Okay, this is funny. Um, oh lord! <laughs> and well, if you another believe you can't achieve another. Th- that's what I'm saying. Marcus Atkins, another great point, said point blank. Billy Porter felt he should have the cover as the face of male gender fluid fashion and not Harry Styles. And the reason I think that is literally the that is the 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 quintessential point here is because um. Even, like, to your point, Whitley, you're saying that they made such a big deal, Vogue made such a big deal of when 
Billy Porter wore that gown and to the Oscars, it was everywhere. He he won. He got best dressed. He was in all the articles, all the news. He was covering all the the blogs. Everybody covered him, and it was such a big deal that he became sort of that face of gender fluid fashion. And if if Vogue covered him, then why not put him on the cover, the actual cover, and give that to Harry Styles? I think ultimately that is the point. Yeah. And so I would I would I mean, that tend was to also agree with four years ago. <laughs> that was also 2019. That was four years ago. Yeah. And and to be honest, we wouldn't even be having this conversation if Harry Styles was in bell bottoms. The only reason we're having this conversation is because he had on a skirt. That's the only reason that it's even a topic, because if Harry Styles was on the cover, nobody would care. And it would be something that we, as the black community, wouldn't even know, to mm. be honest. So it's simply the skirt that is causing the frustration. Yeah. And I, but I do understand this idea of being a curator and an innovator of a trend or a style and not receiving your just due uh, promotion or your respect, put some respect on his name. And I think that yeah. that's what Billy Porter is requesting. But I think the way that he went about it was not diplomatic. Now he's exed out from the Met Gala and he's about to lose his home, which is a, like a double entendre strike. So, is this was this the best way to go about it, Sir oh, Billy? Man. I don't, I don't know. If, it, I don't know if he approached it in the right way, brother Billy. Yeah, it's not I looking too good for that. Billy. It's, it ain't looking too good. But uh, we will keep you posted, obviously, here on the Raw Report. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. Now, sixty-seven percent of you say that he does not have a right to be upset at the cover of, of uh, a Harry's Vogue cover. And 33% of you say, yes, he does have a right. So, listen, most people are agreeing with you here, Whitley. I was trying to be the, the advocate here and, you know, try to look at this brother's point. But, listen, <laughs> I guess it ain't, it ain't that. All right. Uh, Whitley, I appreciate you so much for calling in. Let everybody know where they can find you online. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in to The Raw Report. You can find me at Willie J. Yates on Instagram and Twitter. Keep believing, keep dreaming, and keep doing. We appreciate you so much. Enjoy your night. When night. we come forward, of course, we've got your Who's Got Next and What Not to Miss. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. Stay there. Hey, what's up? It's your girl, BB, and you're listening to me on The Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580. All right, let's go ahead and get into this uh, This Who's Got Next. I love this song. This is Olivia Dean. This is called Dive. Dean, y'all add that one to your playlist. That's called Dive. Wow, that is fire, Olivia. Miss Dean, that is straight fire. You guys, uh, you're, you're, you're feeling it. Forrest Harrison says, okay, yeah, I'm feeling it. Marcus Atkins says, wow, that song needs to be on heavy rotation on the radio. I completely agree. Penny Thompson says, nice choice, great vibe. Looks like Mimi is feeling it as well. DJ Black 909 says, reminds me of Adele. She's got that soul orchestra vibe, definitely. Marcus Atkins says, it's giving 1970s groove with some hip-hop. Well, I love it. All that and more. You guys, it's been a great show. 
Uh, thank y'all so much. I appreciate the engagement. It was really nice. We're going to come back tomorrow, of course. You already know, but you also know not to change the dial. Stay right here on the station because you know Zoe Williams is coming up next. And this one is going to be good. The topic is the gaslight recovery victim. Whoa, the gaslight recovery victim. Okay, getting into a whole discussion on gaslighting. That sounds like something that I would be interested in listening to. So you guys don't change that channel. I'm your host, Robin Ayers. And remember today and every day forward to be a blessing.